very important that we always remember God is concerned about us and our relationship with him and that we do not allow the devil to get space or any room within our walk. And I believe you'll hear that through the message today. Again, this is what the Lord inspired me to share and I want you now to receive the word. I'm coming from Proverbs chapter number 16. I'm going to be reading a couple verses from the New International Version. But later on in the message, I will be referencing Acts chapter 8. But the textual basis is found here in Proverbs 16, verse number 1. To man belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. All a man's way seems innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Once again, verse 2. All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Today's message is simply entitled, Check your motives. Check your motives. Father, oh God, we thank you for this great privilege to share the words of life. And I pray I'll be a vessel that will share your mind that we can hear and understand what you're saying to us. Now God, sensitize us to your voice. Remove distraction. And let the unction and the Holy Spirit speak now as we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember when Samuel was looking for the anointed one to replace King Saul, the Lord reminded him of this famous utterance. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, he says, don't judge by a man's face or height, for this is not the one. I don't make decisions the way you do. Men judge by outward appearance, <laughs> but I look at a man's thoughts and intentions. Your motive is the reason for why you do certain things, especially when the reason is hidden or not obvious. That's why your motive is often a sign to what is in your heart. Your intent that's always not known by what you speak or identify, but it's the actions behind the intent of your heart. As an example, a person can say, I like you, I want you to be my bestie, but if their real feelings are that they despise you, then their motives or actions will begin to work against being your friend, even though that's what they are verbally saying. Hear me. Uh, people 
can do certain things of actions, and you have to understand what are the motives that are causing a person to do certain things. Remember our scripture that was read today by Pastor Burns, and this was the Apostle Paul giving instructions to the church at Corinth. And using the message version of that same verse, he said, Paul, to the church, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. <laughs> you need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. Because if you fail the test, do something about it. Now, remember the message is check your motives. I'm not asking you to check someone else's motives, but that's what the scripture is saying. Test yourselves to make sure you're solid in the faith. What's really in your heart, hallelujah, that is determining the actions that you're taking? There's so many devices that are available now. Uh, I have an Apple Watch. I can turn this on and it can help me check what my heart rate is. They've become so sophisticated, they can even identify the oxidation levels that you have in your blood. It'll test you out to make sure you're health and, and you're in good fit. I was blown away because the other day I saw a commercial that there's even mattresses now that have become so sophisticated, they can let you know how you slept through the night, what your blood pressure was and your rate, your oxidation levels, etc. All of these things have been designed so that you can take a self-examination, hear me, of how your good health is. Uh, I have a blood pressure machine. Normally every morning I'll go down, check my blood pressure myself, make sure that I'm still alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've got other devices that I check, and especially when we had the pandemic, we got all kind of things that to, to monitor. Listen, all of that to help me understand how is my good health. Now, if we will invest in devices and, and take the time to do self-examination for our physical body, the Apostle Paul in this message is reminding us that we've got to do the same thing as it relates to our spiritual walk with God. Hallelujah! Because you might be doing something that is contrary to the walk of God because you've not identified there's a motive that's in your heart that is moving you away from God. I wish somebody would hear me today. Hallelujah. Check your motives. 
Because it's not always with the title, I'm a Christian. It's not always with the shout or the joy that you feel, but rather the intent of your heart. What's in your heart? For out of your heart is your treasure. Out of your heart, the intent, your motives determine your actions. I wish somebody would hear me. And if you're not careful and checking your motives, your heart will lead you down paths that God had not willed for you. Check your motive. Why do you want a new job? Check your motive. Why do you want to get close to this individual and engage in a relationship with them? Yes, you might outwardly be thinking it's innocent, but is there something in your heart that is going to cause you to uh, jeopardize your walk with God? <laughs> Look at somebody or put it in the chat. Check your motives. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it again. Check your motives. And remember, I'm not talking about you checking somebody else's motives. You got to check your own motives. Because why can you look at somebody else and try to judge when you yourself have issues? That really is, disturbs me when somebody wants to judge and, and try to tell you what you're not doing. But then when we look at your life, hallelujah, and the things that you're doing, it's, you can't see the beam that's in your eye. But that's why, just like with my Apple Watch, that's why with other devices, you check to monitor your health. Listen, because you might think you're doing well. You might think, oh, I'm feeling good, not realizing your blood pressure is getting higher and higher and higher. Or your oxidation levels are getting lower and lower and lower. Or your heart is beating so fast that, that any minute now you can stroke out. I wish someone would hear me. You've got to check. You've got to monitor. And because we have not been together in worship as a group, as a church, and because we've not had the privilege of individuals being with us in our presence, in our corporate praise and our corporate worship, we've had to do some things without individuals even being around, which means could we have been doing some things out of the motives that God is not pleased with? That's why we must return to the house of God. That's why I feel the urging of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I cannot uh, determine what other churches have done or are they doing or what they will do. All I know is I am responsible for the membership of the New Bethel Church and I am trying my best to hear what the Lord is saying for us and I feel this push and this urge. It's time for the resurrection. Hallelujah. It's time to rebuild. It's time to restore. It's time to renew. It's time to come back and be in the house of God. That's why I'm so excited. Oh, glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Because now we can begin to really monitor our motives. Hear me? Woo, glory to God. <laughs> you know, when the, first, when the pandemic first started, some people said, oh, I can't wait to get back to the house of God. Ooh, when the doors are the saints, I miss being in the presence of God. Well, a whole year has passed. And have you become comfortable not coming to church? That when the opportunity comes, you know what? I think I'll just stay here in my PJs, drink coffee, have my Cheerios, and I'll just turn on the TV, not even when it's live, but maybe later on in the afternoon if I feel like it. Motives, motives. And if you're not careful, the adversary has gotten a specific hold on your thoughts, your thinking, and your intentions. Now, I want to refer to, I mentioned action, even more clarity to the message. At the beginning of chapter number eight of Acts, we find that there's great persecution to the saints in Jerusalem, to the point that many began to scatter from Jerusalem. You see, sometimes trouble will drive you to your destiny. When the great persecution was happening, Philip was one of those who moved out of Jerusalem and traveled to Samaria. Now this Philip was one of the original seven deacons of the church. Look, look. He was there to assist the apostles. His, his colleague, Stephen, had been stoned. And Philip, under the persecution, felt led of the Lord to go to Samaria. Remember, the Holy Ghost is just now moving. The church is being established. But Philip, deacon, the deacon, even though he was deacon, started to work in ministry. And when he got to Samaria, he started doing great wonders. People who had conditions in their bodies huh, and were that were possessed, he would pray over them and, and they'd come out. Healing was happening with individuals who were lame and began to walk. He was a source by which through the Holy Ghost, God used to work miracles. And when this happened, you can read it yourself in Acts chapter 8, the people of Samaria began to take hold and to listen and to see what is this that is happening, these wonders that are going on. People's lives are changing. And there was one in the group whose name was Simon. Now, Simon in Samaria was known to work magic. That's the scripture. He worked magic. He was a sorcerer. He bewitched people. And many followed him because he used these means to actually gather a person under his spell. 
look, look, look. But when Philip came, baptized, he preached the need to become a believer of Jesus Christ. And, and, and even Simon was so uh, uh, taken by this new message, look, that when Philip began to baptize people in the name of Jesus, guess what? Simon was one of those that got baptized. <laughs> the Bible says, then Simon himself also believed. He was a believer. Somebody say believer. And he was baptized. Somebody shout baptized. Simon, the one who worked magic, the one who did sorcery, he was baptized. He became a believer. Stay with me. And he was amazed seeing the miracles and signs that Philip was doing. I'm talking about checking your motives. Well, people were being baptized, but they had not yet received the Holy Spirit. So Peter and John, the top guns, <laughs> they then were commissioned to go to Samaria to help the individuals who were baptized receive the Holy Ghost. Hear me, you must have the Holy Ghost. It is of necessity. You can't play with it. You can't pretend that you have it. The Holy Ghost like we sang today and Sherry led us in worship. It's the comfort, guidance, and direction that will take us through even when we're going through great trouble. If you've got the Holy Ghost, he'll be there to guide you. Ah, even when you get depressed and you want to throw up your hands and you want to give up, it's the Holy Ghost that'll tell you, keep on running to see what the end's going to be. And even though we've not even been in our presence, even in the service of God, what has carried us through this entire year, it's been the Holy Ghost. Ooh, I'm feeling good today. And I thank God over 50 years ago, I received the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues, and my walk with God, hallelujah, I've not once looked back. You need the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Woo. We need, when, as we come back to have a, a, a mass Terry service. That's what they used to call it. Where we come together, hallelujah, in our chairs at the altar. Deacon, you hear what I'm saying? And just begin to shout, hallelujah, give God worship. And we need a good refilling. Check your motives. Check your motives. Check your motives. I'm going somewhere with this. Because when Peter and John got to Samaria, they began to lay hands on people and people were being filled with the Holy Ghost. They had already been, become a believer. They had already been baptized in water and now They've completed the experience by receiving the Holy Ghost. Listen, listen, listen. I hear the Holy Ghost talking right now. When was the last time you spoke in tongues? When was the last time you felt the joy of the Holy Ghost? 
Yes, we've been through so much and we've been trying to become logical and identify with that and identify with this, but where is the relationship with God that the Holy Ghost is still speaking through you? Do you find yourself getting so upset and angry? Do you find yourself becoming moody? When was the last time you actually dedicated yourself and prayed and said, God, give me a new infilling of the Holy Ghost? Check your motives, check your motives, check your motives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hear you, God. Because you see, even though you might do some things in secret, because no one's around or no one's monitoring you or you have no accountability. And even though you might be doing some things behind closed doors in the dark, remember God has an all-seeing eye and you cannot shut him out. When you have the Holy Ghost, I'm a witness. Even when you're about to do something wrong, the Holy Ghost will say, uh-uh, Glenn, don't do that. Uh-uh, Glenn, don't, don't say that. No, saints. And if I just happen to cross over the line that the Lord said don't cross over, and I cross over, immediately, if you have the Holy Ghost, he'll bring condemnation. He'll let you know you were wrong. You lied. You didn't give the whole truth. You tried to deceive. You, you, you went against me. Check your motive. And that's when we can repent. Hallelujah. And say, Lord God, I'm sorry. Instead of trying to find an excuse. Instead of trying to blame somebody else. Hallelujah. It begins with you. I wish somebody would hear this message today. Glory to God. Check your motives. Repent. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, Simon, remember, who is a believer, who was baptized, when he saw Peter and John just lay hands on someone and they fall out. Y'all know how we do. Sometimes you see somebody, they just blow on you. And that holy anointing just knock, knock you out. <laughs> when Simon, remember, who worked magic and bewitched people, when he saw Peter and John lay hands on individuals and then receive the Holy Ghost, the Bible says in verse 19, he said, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Ghost. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He wasn't concerned about the change in one's life. He wasn't concerned about the joy and the anointing and the power of God that dwells in us, not the comforter, hallelujah, that's walking alongside us, but the one who's inside of us. He wasn't concerned about the element of salvation. He got caught up in the fact that somebody had the power and the ability to lay hands on someone and receive a supernatural power. He said, give me 
this power also. There it is. There it is. Give me this power also. He wanted to have the power. Help me, Holy Ghost. Many people do not even enter into ministry for the sake of trying to aid people to receive salvation. They see what they think is the power of a title. Pastor, bishop, apostle. That then people will bow to them and give them some respect that they couldn't get on their own. And now in their office of a pastor, they will talk down a person because they were talked down to when they were a child. And they're replicating things that they saw, not that they're really interested in doing the work of ministry or the will of God, they want the power. When he saw as they laid hands on individuals, he, he said, Give me this power also that when I lay hands on somebody, they will receive the Holy Ghost. Look, look, look. Verse 20. But Peter said to Simon, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. His motive for why he wanted to lay hands on individuals was wrong. He had to check his motive. Remember, he used to make great income, hallelujah, from individuals he bewitched. Now he said, whoo, I can have a hundred dollar line and tell people to line up and give me a hundred dollars and I'll lay hands on them and tell them to receive the Holy Ghost. Check your motive! I'll tell people to empty out your, your, your bank accounts and give to me because that's what the Lord is telling you to do. And if you're foolish enough to do that because you haven't heard God for yourself, you be to check the motive of the person that is influencing you. I've had stories of individuals who with some nobody said, empty your bank account and give it to me and then come with me and work in ministry. I thank God I had prayed for those people, had been with them and they had enough sense. They were almost going to them and told them, wait! Because you just can't listen to somebody because they tell you to do something and they have the title prophet, bishop, archbishop, pope. I don't care what it is. You've got to try the spirit to see it, if it is of the Spirit of God. I know I'm preaching this morning. I gotta, I gotta hurry up and end. My time is almost up. Listen, listen. And, and, and Peter said, your money perishes with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter. Here it is. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. When Simon heard that, Thank God he said, please pray for me. Help me get rid of this spirit. Help me as I repent. 
Don't allow these things that have been spoken that's going to come on me happen. God is giving all of us a, a chance to repent. We're still in a time of grace. And he says, I love you. Don't let your motives take you out of the will of God and you lose your salvation. Check your motives. Check your motives. Check your motives. And know that God is working in you. I pray that you've been blessed today. We're coming back. But I hear the Lord saying, get right. I'm not saying that you've been just in sin, but when was the last time you felt the Spirit of God? You heard yourself speak in tongues. You felt a move of the Lord. Are you basing what happened 20 years ago or has something fresh fallen upon you? We're coming, we're going to have a week of consecration virtually. And then that Sunday, Easter Sunday, I hear the whole, Lord, I, I, was, I, was, I was questioning, Lord, should we really do it this Sunday? But I felt the Holy Ghost says, have Holy Communion. It's time to be restored. You need life in you with the blood. That's again why we're having three services. Yes, it's going to be taxing on me, taxing on the staff, but I'm glad to do it if it's the will of the Lord. Because ultimately our desire is to please him. You who are laughing right now, check your motive. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. Come on. My time's up. I pray you've been blessed. Call us now, 913-281-2002. Ministers are there to, to pray with you. But beyond getting to the minister, get on your knees. Get, on your, get to your secret closet. Begin to cry out to the Lord. God is good. Be blessed. Don't forget, this Wednesday, I need you to tune in for our Ecclesia meeting that I'm going to share more about our return. Check your motives. God bless.